Hello and welcome to Revival and Extinction, uh, the media podcast where I consume a piece of media for at least five hours and tell you how good it is. I'm your host Adam Forrester and this week, dear listeners, we have a very special episode where we explore the games of 2023 that I have begun to play but will not go back to. So a clarifying note before I jump into the spoiler warnings for these games being that these are games that I have attempted to play for the show or for myself uh, throughout the year of 2023. These are not games that have been released in the year of 2023. So in actuality none of the four games on this list tonight have actually been released this year. They are older games. But for a variety of reasons, I bounced off them and was unable to complete them. So starting off with the big hitter, controversial one for sure, because in all actuality, this is a great game and I would love to go back to it. I just highly doubt I will. And I'll get into that reason in a little bit. But first cab off the rank is Yakuza Kiwami 2 which is an action-adventure video game developed by Ryuga Gatoko Studio and published by Sega. It is a remake of the 2006 video game Yakuza 2 for the PlayStation 2 and is the Yakuza series' second remake title following 2016's Yakuza Kiwami. It was developed using Dragon Game Engine from Yakuza 6. The game was released for PlayStation 4 on December 7, 2017 in Japan and worldwide on August 8th. 28th 2018 it had a release for windows worldwide on steam may 9 2019 before finally coming to the xbox one on july 30th 2020 and is playable through game pass so i delved into this game i loved it i completely immersed myself in the world i had played yakuza kiwami a little while ago, a little while ago, but many podcasts have covered it since, uh, many great podcasts, so they really caught me up, and the game itself does a really good job of catching you up from the events of Yakuza Kiwami in episodic form, flashback form, in which you once again play as Kiryu, who, after leaving the Mafia lifestyle, once again has to return to it to stop a melting pot of rival clans exploding in a clan war that will destroy the land, essentially. Um, it has great combat, great music, great story, great mini games. Overall, I was ready for a full 100, 100 hour, 20, 120 hour RPG experience. However, it was not to be. I got about four and a half hours in in my playthrough, um, and I hadn't saved. I'd fully intended to do a six to eight hour kind of binge session to really, because that's that's how into this game I was. And then, as luck would have it, we had a power outage at my house, so that that four hour, four and a half hours worth of data was gone. It was gone for good. Um, I reloaded the game when it was and I didn't have a save there at all. So I would have had to have started from the beginning again 
and from the time sink that I had put in at that time it's not something that I was willing to do and willing to continue on with so that is why Yakuza Kiwami is number one on this list but not for its own fault and I would highly recommend it from the four and a half hours I played I nearly reached my five hour checkpoint in which I could do the first part of an episode towards it However, I didn't make the cut, I play by my own rules, so that one won't be an episode this year, at least. So, game number two, for a very different reason for stopping it, was High on Life. So, I played this on Xbox One, and High on Life is a comedic first-person shooter game with action, adventure, and metroidvania elements. It takes place in a science fiction world which features talking guns. It was created by Justin Roiland and developed and published by Squanch Games. The game was released on December 13th, 2022 for Microsoft Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. It was later ported to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on July 22nd, 2023. The game received mixed reviews from critics who were divided on its humour while criticising the technical issues upon launch. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the beauty of having a backlog podcast. Is all the games that come out technically unsound at launch, I get to experience at their peak. So they've either been fixed, as I found with Assassin's Creed Unity, or... They're just a terrible buggy mess and always will be. And by then, it's pretty widely known that any sort of patches or anything like that aren't coming at all. So this was not a technical reason why I dropped this game. Um, As you dive into the game, at first, you're kind of thrown into a Doom-like early 90s run-and-gun shooter. um, And I heard Rick's voice straight away. (laughs) You can definitely tell that Justin Roiland had a huge hand in this game. Um, Because your gun sounds like Morty, and other characters sound like Rick. And it's really grating after the two hours that I spent with this game. Before I put it down and said, no, this isn't for me. Um, Roiland, in the form of the gun, is constantly constantly talking to you over and over and over and over and over um and whilst i love rick and morty um the humor was kind of good but the shooting mechanics were poor man it had poor gameplay uh poor traversal mechanics and i just i just didn't like it um it was beautiful beautiful game and ran fairly well on the one um i was expecting to have to wait to unbox my xbox series x which is a christmas present at the moment um i was thinking i might have to unbox it early if i was going to play this game for the show uh play it then put it back in the box for christmas however no it ran fine on the x um there was no screen tearing no frame rate drops nothing of the sort um the combat itself didn't experience any performance issues uh it was just bad bad shooter combat um and yeah, that's why I dropped it. I got to a point where I couldn't traverse any further or I, without looking up a guide. I'd explored every option. 
about two and a half hours in, and I'm like, nope, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time on this game, it's just not for me, um, because I've heard great things about the game, and I guess a willingness to take on the humour for it is, would be better, uh, Mr. Rowland's situation did not affect how I saw this game anyway, and nor should it really, in my opinion, um, if you like this game, you like this game, you shouldn't be judged for liking a game where the person attached to it is an evil human being, um, allegedly or not. So, regardless of that, this game just wasn't for me. Um, it may be for others, though. I'm not going to stomp on anyone's dreams and say, don't go out and play this game. Uh, yeah, this was just one that definitely was not for me. And then moving on to the third game of which I'm not going to continue on for 2023. And we're back to performance issues with this one, folks, uh, for Batman The Enemy Within, which is an episodic point-and-click graphic adventure video game developed and published by Telltale Games and distributed by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment under its DC Entertainment label, based on, if you couldn't tell from the title, DC Comics Batman. Uh, so the game is a sequel to 2016's Batman The Telltale Series. It has received positive reviews with the game's depiction of the Joker and spoilers here. If you haven't played it and don't want to know, then skip ahead 15 seconds. And the ability to stop him from becoming a villain, being singled out for praise. So after Telltale, or even though... Telltale Games shut down in 2018. The licenses for Batman and The Enemy Within games were acquired by Athlon Games, and both games were re-released by LCG Entertainment under a new Telltale Games label as a combined Shadows edition in December 2019. Uh, so once again, a spoiler warning, um, because that's all this game is, is story. Uh, so skip ahead five minutes. Also, uh, because I'm going to talk about the really good things that I like about this game. Um, know that the reason I'm not going to get through it is because of Microsoft, I guess, and the achievement system. So like with most Telltale, it is a relatively easy 1000 gamer score or platinum trophy to get. All you have to do is play through the episodes. So I stopped playing because two intermittently spaced achievements did not unlock for me um, so say part one chapter two and part two chapter chapter three uh, didn't unlock for me um, so I got four chapters through and thought I don't want to do a whole nearly couple of hours playthrough uh, just to get these uh, so I'm going to stop give it some time and go back to it in the future next year most likely um, however, like I spoke about in the intro to this game, the story is its real strength. Uh, you follow Bruce Wayne, he's been established as Batman for a few years. It's a direct sequel to the Telltale series. Um, you reinteract with Catwoman, um, you see Mr. Freeze, and your main villain, I guess, is the Riddler, who is posthumous after Chapter 1. However, still guiding things from beyond the shadows. Um... And you kind of have to go undercover as Bruce, Ra Bruce Wayne in this criminal organization. Uh, you're not really Batman 
uh, for a large part of the game. And it's interacting with John or Joker, who Bruce Wayne can either form a strong bond with or kind of lead down the dark path. Um, but it's the portrayal of Harley Quinn that is the real masterpiece of this. Because as opposed to someone who has been manipulated and turned into Harley Quinn uh, by Joker when they were both interned at Arkham Asylum, him as a patient, her as his psychiatrist, uh, she is the real kind of head honcho, real independent woman who kind of leads John down the dark path uh, if you don't befriend him applicably throughout the chapters. So really strong Harley who kind of sees that Bruce isn't on the up and up and you can kind of lose John's trust as you move through if you kind of play in because Harley tries to seduce Bruce at one point as he tries to prove himself to get in with the criminal gang. Um, but yeah, real engrossing story. Um, the puzzles were a bit meh some of the time. However, that's telltale, and yeah, you're watching a story and pushing buttons. Um, that's basically any telltale game. It's about the story that it tells, which I think in the Batman telltale series in particular, they've done really well. Uh, so yet again, another game I would highly recommend. Um, but yeah, just watch. I guess it will be a technical issue on behalf of trophies or achievements not popping. And then... This leads us into the final game, for myself at least, that I won't be playing in 2023, uh, being Pokemon Conquest. So known in Japan as Pokemon plus Nobunaga's, Nobunaga's Ambition, uh, Pokemon Purasu Nobunaga no Yabo is a 2012 tactical role-playing game developed by Tecmo Koei, published by the Pokemon Company and distributed by Nintendo for the Nintendo DS. The game is a crossover between Pokemon and Nobunaga's Ambition video game series. The game was released on Japan in March 17, 2012, in North America on June 18, 2012, and Europe got it a month later on July 27, 2012. So this was probably one of the only Pokemon side series that I had not touched at all. There is only one iteration. Um, it is, like it said, Pokemon, Pokemon Fire Emblem, for want of a word, tactical role-playing in between story. You recruit characters who have their Pokemon there. Uh, so you play as an up-and-coming warlord in feudal-era Japan who has an Eevee. And you have to go through the territories, recruiting allies and Pokemon to your side to become Japan's main Pokemon warlord. Um, okay, so my main problem with this game is you can't grind. Um, every Pokemon game prior, every mainline Pokemon game at least, I grind the shit out of my Pokemon so I'm overleveled and have a nice time with it. This goes the old Fire Emblem route of not being able to grind and going from battle to battle to battle. So I went into something probably under-leveled, under-tacticked, if that's a word, and got my butt kicked after 40 minutes in this one battle. Um, about two hours in. 
So I gave it a fair crack, for sure. Got past the tutorial and all that kind of thing. Probably when I started getting into the real battles for this game, um, is when I, when I tapped out. Because I've been going and going and going with this, and I made a couple of bad moves. And I'd lost, yeah, lost, I was not doing that 45 minute battle again, let me tell you. Um, so it's just one of those ones, once again, where I bounced off, not bad mechanics, probably my own tolerance for that type of game at this point, because I've been Fire Emblem Three Houses this year, which I absolutely loved. However, it was the nice break of life sim in between that, that probably made that journey what it was for me. Whereas Pokemon really dived into the battles, which is fine, because that's what Pokemon is. So once again, probably a great game. Uh, very well critically acclaimed in the Pokemon circles, and it's well talked about by the wider community as being one of the hidden gems of the Pokemon series. Um, at least story-wise, for those that don't get on well with the tactics system. Um, but that basically finishes off my contribution, dear listeners. However, we have had some extra contributions for this episode, so a big shout out to our two listeners, uh, Steam Machine Dalton and Master Loot, both from the Steam Machine podcast Discord, uh, bit.ly forward slash in all caps TSMP. So, first up with Dalton, who nominated Elden Ring as a game in which they would not beat in 2023. Um, he said, I'll beat Elden Ring eventually, uh, just not this year. I need to dedicate time to it, so it'll probably have to be for the show when I finally finish it. Big shout out to his podcast, uh, Steam Machine Podcast. And then Master Loot. So they said... First up for me, it would be Hotshots Golf on PS Vita. It's definitely a fun experience with mechanics that have some complexity. The fun disappeared near the end, when you have to make near impossible chains of shots to continue. It got frustrating after multiple restarts, so it's probably a dud for me. Second would be Wargroove. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, the first few chapters that I finished showed that it will be a great experience. Unfortunately, Lost Odyssey arrived in the mail, and I gave that my priority. And I can definitely second that <laughs> for you, man. Uh, Lost Odyssey is a fantastic game. Enjoy. And third and final for Master Loot will be Tokyo Xanadu EX. I went through about the first 15 hours and planned to finish it. Then I had to drop it for a month and never came back. Probably won't come back, because then I would have to start from scratch... And I hate that. And I can definitely resonate with that. There is nothing worse sometimes than getting into, particularly with JRPGs, um, getting into it about halfway, three quarters of the way, having to drop it for whatever reason, and then going back after such a long amount of time that it just, yeah, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what's going on. You don't know why you're killing God, but you know that's just what you have to do because it's a JRPG. And you have to start back at the beginning if you want to get re-immersed into what you loved about it at the start. So, once again, and thank you for joining me 
with Revival and Extinction for this topic episode. Uh, much appreciated. You can find the podcast on all sources where you find your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, can't say Stitcher anymore. Rip Stitcher. And that really dates this episode, but regardless, um, Stitcher's not with us anymore. They've moved over to Pandora. Um, So check us out on Pandora, I guess. And also, like I said before, I run out of the Steam Machine podcast Discord as Revival and Extinction is a wider part of the Steam Machine network, which has podcasts including the Steam Machine podcast, yet another BS podcast, and Team Retro's handheld YouTube channel. Check him out over there and check us out on bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all caps. Once again, I am Adam Forrester. This is Revival and Extinction. And thank you for listening. The ending track for tonight's episode will actually be coming from Pokemon Conquest. And the link to that lovely music will be in the description of the show.